Welcome back to Why Two Kids. My name is Patrick. My name is Taylor. And we're doing the exact opposite thing that we said we would do on this show every week. We said we would stick to childhood shows and snacks and movies and music and pop culture from around the millennium. And we're talking about a movie from 1937 today. You read the title. I hate when people do that, like, on YouTube and stuff. Like, they, like, pretend like you didn't click on the video and they, like, won't say what it says in the title until two minutes in the video. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I guess. Like, like they won't say the title in their video because they just assume you saw it? No, no, no. I'll, okay, I'll do, like, an example. Okay, so, like, obviously you clicked on this. We're talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? They'll be like, I'm talking about a movie today. That was groundbreaking, a movie that totally changed cinema, a movie that I've seen 5,000 times in my childhood. And you're like, I know what movie you're talking about. Like, why are they being so weird about it? Uh, I don't know. It's never bothered me that much. Okay. Anyway, I'm just a loser. Um, <laughs> you are. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. We talked about this last week. Um, we're going to do a monthly series um, uh, for the next year celebrating 100 years of Disney because the conversation we have a lot uh, off mic about this show is like, yeah, we want to focus on things around the millennium. We want to be that show. We want to do things that other people aren't doing. And, and you know, we want to have this niche. But there were things outside of those years that we watched in our childhood. And Disney, obviously, like the biggest part of it. We've never wanted this to become a Disney show. Uh, we're not Disney adults. We're going to try everything that we can to never be a Disney adult. But um, it was a huge part of our childhood. It was a huge part of everybody's childhood. We all had the clamshell VHS tapes. And, you know, just because this movie came out in the 30s or the 50s or the 70s doesn't mean I didn't watch it just as much as I watched anything else. Um, and so we've selected 12 movies. We're going to do roughly one a month over the next year as we celebrate uh, the Disney Centennial. And we thought no better way to start than this one. The very first uh, feature-length film from Walt Disney Animation Studios. That's right. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937. I was a bit. Okay. It was a bit. I just wanted to make sure that you were self-aware. Snow White. Um, okay, I, to be honest, when we were narrowing down our 12, I just felt like, yeah, like we just have to do it, but I didn't feel like any sort of real connection to it. That was until I said to my mom, I, I didn't watch this much as a kid, did I? Because I don't remember like anything about this. And my mom was like, that was your shit. Like that was your shit you loved snow white and the seven dwarfs and i was like oh okay well i guess this is kind of my thing um wow what a fucking dark movie <laughs> it's so weird it's so weird and so dark um ugh, it gives me kind of the heebie-jeebies i know that like you know disney stories have a dark side to them and and grimm's fantasy you know read the real cinderella blah, blah, blah. no this shit is for children this version and it's fucking necrophilia weird ass bullshit okay i mean i liked it <laughs> but there are some undeniably weird parts of it um also are we doing a snack 
Well, I was going to say, I thank you for your preface and your overall thoughts on this movie. Uh, we have some bits we have to get through before we talk to the movie, okay? Our snack of the week is right in front of us. It's peanut M&M's. No, it's not. I'm going to the Y2 Kids bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't I, bamboozle our listeners. Okay, you know, I forgot. I'm going to be honest. While she steps away, I forgot. I forgot. And there happened to be some peanut M&M's sitting here. And, no, I think it's in the popcorn bucket. Happened to be some peanut M&M's sitting here. And Taylor wasn't having it. Because we do have, like, a stash. We've mentioned this, like, a billion times from the Maryland State Fair. That was, like, September. And we still have candy from this. Yeah. I feel like I have the perfect candy that's really giving, like, it's giving 1936. And those are Necco wafers. So for your necophiliacs out there? Yes. Okay, this is perfect. All right, Necco wafers. I'm going to give the preface on Necco wafers. Shit. Um, because these were picked for me. Oh, my effing lord. <laughs> I loved Necco wafers as a kid. People, like, when I say, like, oh, did you also love Necco wafers? They're like, no. What? Those were, like, they're, like, communion crackers. Like, they have no flavor. They're dry as hell. I love these. Never had Um, one a day in my life. (gasps) Really? Are they, like, Smarties? (laughs) Just have one. Oh, great. Thanks for not answering my (laughs) basic-ass question about what they taste like. Just try it. The candy equivalent of, hey, come here and smell this fart. Okay. They're Um, so thin. Why are they so thin? They are like communion crackers. Uh, Oh, of course. No, that's two. So just take one. It's like medicine. (laughs) A lot of people say that. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Yeah, or suck or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They taste exactly like I remember. I, mean, I know. They're like smarties, but worse. But let me Since test. Oh my god. When I tell you. They were still making Coca Cola with cocaine in 1847. Oh, look at Pac Man. When I tell you I could put a roll of these down, <laughs> I mean. I gotta watch you around the Flintstone gummies. <laughs> You know, yeah, the Tums. I did like eating Tums. (laughs) I did like eating Tums again. It's exactly like Tums. They're kind of like vaguely medicinal for sure. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Pharmaceutical, (laughs) if you will. Pharmaceutical, if you will. They're a little like... Wait, hold on. There has to be some more flavors. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because... Because they're going to be wildly different. It's like the different colors of M&M's. This was maybe my favorite, I think. I think this might be licorice. Are you a licorice person? No. I am. I'm so sorry for this ASMR. Oh my god, these taste so... I still love them. To be honest. They're one of those, like... Are they cheap? Um, I think so, but I don't think it was about the cheapness for me. Like, I just liked them. No, I know, but what I'm asking is, like, if you got this in, like, your trick-or-treat bag, would you be like, 
Like, damn, they broke. They came into Fort Smarties. This is licorice. This is licorice, and I fucking love this layer. I think this is what clued me into liking licorice. What was your question? Just forget it. No one would get this in their trick-or-treat bag. Where would, why would you get it then? Like, we, it's not the 40s. There's no, like, penny candy stores. Like, where would you get this? The gas station. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. There is definitely a Necco wafers to Mentos pipeline. <laughs> and that pipeline was me, okay? I went from Necco wafers to the fruit Mentos. Not not the not the mint Mentos, the fruit Mentos, which are objectively the worst Mentos. Here, okay, here's the creme de la creme. Can we talk about Diet Coke and Mentos for a second? That was an iconic era. Did you ever do that? I'm sure that I did, but I don't remember. These are the chocolate ones. You can buy these individually. Like an entire roll of just chocolate. Wait, wait. So they're like mainly fruit, but then one of them's just chocolate? <laughs> and one of them's licorice. What the fuck? These weren't... I didn't like these. Ew, that looks gross. <laughs> yeah, but people love them. At Cracker Barrel, you can buy a whole roll of the chocolate ones. It's definitely an acquired taste, these. Like a first draft of an Oreo cookie. Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the... I need some more licorice. Okay, let's talk about Snow White. Okay. So, that's our first bit, is Necco wafers. Thanks for getting that one out of the way. Um, the next bit is, we finished this movie about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I need you to name- Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you think the serving size is on this? Uh, like four. It's one roll. One <laughs> roll. Oh my god, she's right. It says one <laughs> roll. They they just expect you to eat those. They're like, you will be so charmed by these. It's <laughs> like me. Every... Well, now I'm gonna dig in. Shit, I mean, I, might as well. I, I mean, I can fucking put these back like no other. They're shot. I mean, like <laughs> they're just broken. <laughs> I can't get a whole one. Look, I know the chocolate. I know that the sound of this episode is fucking repulsive. <laughs> How do people listen to this show? Um, okay. We finished this movie like two hours ago. Oh, wait, hold on. Baby, I'm please sorry. let it go. This was my favorite, and I've been trying to dig one out. It's the white one. Here. Here. What is what what flavor is this? I don't know. Guys, <laughs> really if you can see the look on her face, she wasn't doing a bit. I mean, she was like puzzled. I don't know. Paper, paper's the flavor. It's funny because Smarties. I don't think it's like you know, like stock paper is like a oh, little I think thicker. It's cinnamon. It's oh, it is. Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> Mm, that is so delicious. <laughs> that sounded fake. No, it is delicious. Mm, um, so delicious. I don't think that Smarties actually have. Hold on, I'm gonna grab some Smarties while you speak in a second to compare. I don't think Smarties actually have, have individual flavors, but the white ones are always my favorite. I don't know something about them tastes better. I'm gonna grab them. Let's compare. I don't want to. Well, I'm curious now. <laughs> okay. Um, Snow White. Is a movie that we're going to talk about eventually on this movie podcast. And, you know, it's the first of our 12. I don't have anything to say without you. I'm the 
We're going to start doing episodes that are, like, solo. Just to see how it goes. Okay. All right, here's, <laughs> here's some Smarties. So, disclaimer, I fucking love Smarties. I mean, no shit. My favorite candies are goddamn Necco wafers, Smarties, and Sweet Tarts. Like, I clearly have a type here. Um, I don't think that these are anything like Necco wafers. First of all, they're not as chalky. Um, these have literal powder on them, the Necco wafers. Smarties are much more melt in your mouth. Um, but yeah, the white is always my favorite. Okay, I did love Smarties. Like, I'm a... I still love them. I would never choose Smarties for this show because I still unironically eat them regularly. They absolutely have different flavors. You think? Yeah. Well, right, hold on. I got like a yellow greenish. Hold on, I'm eating that one too. With lemon. The pink was stronger. Whatever it was, hold it was. I'm gonna, hold on, I'm going to try pink here. I just did. I think they taste the same. All right, we're going to go clip. We're going to go clip because now I got to know. I'm going to be that old man that speaks into my phone. Do Smarties have different flavors? Uh, doesn't say. Hold on. Six different flavors. Pineapple, orange. Whoa. Cherry, strawberry, grape. You know what just occurred to me? Our British listeners, so Jess, um, Smarties are not the same in the UK as they are in England. Or Oh my god, they aren't the same in the UK as they are in America. So what are they, like Farties or something? No, they're called Smarties. They're chocolate. They're like M&M's. Oh god, they're like that shit we just ate. No, they're like M&M's. Okay, I have a bit now. Alright, keep going. We finished this movie about two hours ago. At this point, two hours and... 14 minutes ago, and I'm quizzing you. What are the names of the seven dwarves? Grumpy, Sneezy, Dopey, Sleepy. Um, have about 10 seconds before I make you make them up. Uh, I'm trying to think of their actions in my head, but that's really hard because I can't see images in my head. <laughs> okay, so what you have is grumpy, sleepy, dopey, and sneezy. I want you to imagine you're standing in the offices of Walt Disney Animation Studios. It's mm -hmm. 1935. They've named four of the dwarves. Mm -hmm. They've named them Grumpy, Sleepy, Dopey, and Sneezy. What are you naming the other three? Angry. Uh -huh. um, different than Grumpy. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Burpy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, dopey, except this time with drugs. And silly. Okay. They were happy. That seems stupid. Is that really one of his one of their names? Bashful. What? I always forget that because it's so stupid. And Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So now I want you to take this list. Mm -hmm. 
and the third bit of the show before we talk about the movie is I want you to assign those seven. Which dwarf are you? No, I want you to assign those seven dwarves to the seven days of the week. Um, what does bashful mean? <laughs> We're gonna go this whole bit without you knowing. All right. Um. Hmm. Please do as much silent thinking as possible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Okay. Monday, grumpy. Tuesday, you got a case of the Mondays. Yeah. Tuesday, sleepy. Um. Wednesday, sneezy. I usually feel kind of sick midweek. <laughs> Because I think it's just my brain trying to convince myself I'm sick and to call out of work. I, I, I do end up feeling sick every single Wednesday. Um, Thursday, Doc, because I was feeling sick on Wednesday. Friday, Bashful. <laughs> she did like a little shoulder shimmy. <laughs> Bashful Friday night. Bashful. <laughs> Saturday happy because uh-huh. it's the only day of the week that I don't have something the next day and wasn't at work. Um, and then Sunday we're dopey. We're dopey with anxiety because we have the Sunday scaries. What? How would you do it? It doesn't matter how I do it. I um, that doesn't. That's not my purpose on this show. What does bashful mean? My, <laughs> my purpose on this show. Is to guide you into talking about the movie. So, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I'm going to be honest. I thought this was going to be boring. Like, I was, like, all prepared. Like, when I was a kid, I must have not liked it. Because my memory of it was, like, it's really quiet. It's really slow. I was like, was it even, like, not silent, obviously. But was it, like, low-key silent? Like, did they not really, like, say a ton? Um, And there was a lot of, like, physical humor and stuff. No, this is, like, a banger movie it's like 85 minutes long i remembered it as being like 70 minutes long and if we're being honest it probably could be 70 minutes long but they fill out those 85 minutes songs dances jokes scary moments intense moments great music great incidental music fun characters great design i mean it's like if this movie came out today i'd be like that movie's banger you know, like, they really killed it. And they did this, uh, quick math in my head, 80 years ago? That's crazy. Like, this is the this is the first one. Let's not forget that we chose this as our first one to talk about because it's the first one that they made, and they just, like, immediately nailed it. Like, yes, fairy tales have, like, a rhythm. They have, like, you know, an understanding of how those are going to work you know, the happily ever after there's a a framing device in this where like a storybook opens up and then the camera dives into the storybook. And then when the, when it ends, the storybook closes, you know, a la Shrek. Um, But like Shrek is just ripping this off, you know, like, yes, we understand like um, how villains are going to work in these and, and true love's kiss and blah, blah, blah. Um, and to your point, how, how dark it can be, because fairy tales are, you always sort of forget how dark they are. 
Um, but they just like totally understood the the formula, the ride, the outline of this immediately. Like all of the archetypes that they would like build upon for the next 80 years of the Disney princess, of the Prince Charming, of the funny side characters, of the wicked stepmother slash evil queen, you know, sort of character trope. Um, all of it just perfect right away. I, like, shit on this movie at the beginning, and I do think still that it's, like, really weird. If you're wondering why you hear Crunch, yes, she's still eating Necco wafers. Guys, it's nostalgic, okay? Um, but I, I agree with everything that you're saying. I really do. The art is really beautiful. Um, I would say, like, the person who is the least animated is Snow White and the prince. Um, they are very, um, two-dimensional and very flat and plain and uh just are missing like contours and curves of their faces and bodies that like other characters have filled out so it's kind of interesting i don't know why there's like slightly different art styles i'm sure there is a background on it um that i just don't know about but everything else looks beautiful the world looks beautiful the dwarves look wonderful um it's just like really really well done in terms of the animation um and yeah the story is like is packed full of twists and turns and, and it keeps you really thoroughly entertained. Do I think it is really freaking weird that she literally dies and then they memorialize her by watching her corpse every day and mourning her nonstop? I do. I think that that's odd. Um, I was under the impression as a child that she was just asleep and everybody knew she was asleep. No, that bitch is dead. That bitch is fucking no thoughts up there. No thoughts. I mean, dead. And I think that that's weird. That they just looked at her dead body every day. But, alas. I think it's nice. I think it's sweet. Would you do that for me? No. You'd, you'd fucking put me ten feet under. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would go beyond the customary six feet and bury you an extra four just in case you woke up, you'd never be able to get back out. I know you would. Um, do I think that um, it's creepy? Yeah, I do. It's very creepy. I think it's like like truly effectively scary. And like the scene where the like huntsman character is like sneaking up on her and like about to kill her. And then has like a change of heart and tells her to run away. It's like go 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 go, and the music swells and like like literally gets dark for a second. I was like, damn, that was like a really effective thirty seconds. I mean, like that was like its own little perfect little nugget in this movie. I like keep using the word perfect and like I gave this movie a three and a half on Letterbox, but because like I feel like I I think it's more uh, like execution. Are assuming more understanding than execution, and that's nothing to hold against them in 1937. I mean, I watched like a behind the scenes thing on uh, YouTube, or like a not a behind the scenes, but like a kind of making up retrospective thing that was clearly from like the 80s or something. And you know, they were using animation techniques that they still use today and pioneering things. And this movie is brilliant and really impressive. 
I think that some of my things that are like, yeah, it's, it's a little long. And yeah, I don't quite understand why they sing a song here. And like, if you sliced and diced it a little bit and tweaked this and tweaked that, um, I, I personally would like it a whole lot more, but it's not for me, right? It is, it is for a, an audience in the thirties whose brains were probably melted by this. And mine basically was to a certain extent because I like, couldn't believe how much they were pulling it off. I feel like sometimes I like make fun of people who go like, wow, this movie from the forties was really good. Like, yeah, of course it was really good. And Jimmy Stewart in it. And it was directed by Frank Capra. Like, yeah, it was a good movie. Um, and I feel like I'm doing that right now with this, but I think, uh, part of that for me is I remembered it as a little boy, like being kind of bored by it. And like, there's nothing about it, you know, being about a princess or anything like that. I think it was just like this particular movie just didn't really do much for me. When I was a kid, I was in elementary school, the barter theater tour came around. Barter theater is like a regional theater in, in Southwest Virginia. They had like a children's tour. They still have a children's tour. It like came to my school and they performed Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and they did it with puppets. And I was like, that was banger. And I don't know if that had any connection to the fact that I never really cared about this movie very much. Um, because maybe like, that's my Snow White, yo. That movie sucks. But no, the movie's awesome. It's like really good. And I like was constantly impressed by it. I kept saying to Taylor, like, there were no shortcuts taken here at all. Except for Snow White's animation. Well, even that I feel like was purposeful. Like, yeah. clearly, I mean, you know, what do I know? I think it's pretty obvious that they went, we want Snow White to have her own thing, and we want the witch to have her own thing, and we want the dwarves to have their own thing. And there's like every once in a while where you go like, oh, from that second to that second, that was clearly animated by somebody else. You know, they just, they're, they're, it, it changes just a little bit that you go like, well, that was the shift change, you know, but like, who cares? Like that, that stuff shouldn't bother you. But the thing about the shortcuts is like, I told, I told Taylor while we were watching it, there's never a moment where she's like washing dishes and you like see her from the back because they didn't want to animate her face, you know, or they like zoom in on something like all those like sixties <laughs> and seventies, like, Scooby-Doo, where they would recycle the same clip, or Flintstones, where they recycle all the Hanna Barberas. They would use the same shot of Fred running uh, in his car to save money. You know, we talked about it with Power Rangers last week. Like they were using the same clips of flipping Power Rangers over and over again to cut what they had to make and save money. This was none of that. Like nobody moving awkwardly on a background, or nobody's mouth not matching exactly what they were saying. It was like this is how you should do it. 101. I'm sorry, the Flintstones said what? <laughs> the, the, the clip of Fred running in front of the background is like reused in every episode. Hmm. Okay. And that was me with the Power Rangers flipping last week, so don't, you know, don't be too embarrassed that you never noticed that. Okay. <laughs> um... I, I really did enjoy this. I also gave it a three and a half, I think. Um, and, and I think it was really strong. I just think it's, like I said, a little weird and a little darker than I expected. Um, but clearly this movie meant a lot to me when I was a kid. I, it clearly also, though, wasn't that memorable into my, you know, adult years because I didn't really remember being a big fan. Um, that said, I don't really remember 
too well the movies that I loved as a kid. I, I mainly, like, remember them through other people's memories being like, you used to love so-and-so, and like, oh my gosh, you used to say this line from this movie all the time as a kid. Um, and I just, like, yeah, I just didn't, didn't really remember this one, but, um, it was, I mean, it was a really strong movie. Like, I, I truly believe that. Um, I also just wanted to say quickly while we're talking about our nostalgia and why two kids, um, I went home this weekend and I got to show Patrick my, uh, we did a nice long walk with our pup through, uh, my old neighborhood and I took him to my elementary school and I showed him our like blacktop and our tetherball court and, and the field that I used to play manhunt in with all my friends and, um, the, the old softball field that I used to play on and it was just a really wonderful nostalgic time and I just want to say like I'm feeling very much in the nostalgia mood. Great. Uh, this particular movie I feel like we don't have a ton to say because it's you know not exactly the idea behind this show like who are we to be like yeah this movie's really good like no shit it's really good. Um, there's definitely parts of me that go like I kind of see why it's not as like franchised as other Disney movies you know like they made Cinderella 2 and they made The Lion King 2 and a half and I can definitely see why this one kind of is like what would you do with this property like how would you keep doing this and you know they're making a sequel in a couple years and that has obviously gone through its own controversy that we don't need to get into right now I feel like it is um it has unfortunately become more of a museum relic I think it's better than that I think it's actually a, a really good movie that you know you could like totally show your kids and 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 everybody would be entertained by um but it's not as like a part of like the Disney brand that that other things are that you know uh, uh Cinderella is or that Pinocchio is or whatever we're going to talk about a bunch of those throughout the rest of the series. So a movie that she apparently watched a ton but didn't really remember very much and I didn't really like very much. And we watched as adults and went, oh, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Um, I think, unfortunately, that's about all we have to say. Our next Disney 100 Years episode is coming out on Valentine's Day. And so you can take a guess what you think um, that movie is going to be. We have, you know the whole year ready to go um, and we're trying to align certain ones with certain things happening with the Disney Centennial and we're going to have like little side episodes and stuff so this we're still figuring out what we want this series to be this was the obligatory first entry where um, I managed to make a joke about necrophilia versus necrophilia so I feel like we, we accomplished our mission uh, Taylor We've gotten off our cycle for a long time. We had Christmas. We had the memoriam episode last week. Uh, we had this happening. Normally what we do, if, if you're just listening to the show for the first time or have only listened to the past couple and we've gotten off track, is we alternate picks every week. Taylor picks a show and picks a snack and we talk about it. Or I pick a movie and a snack and we talk about it. You get the idea. Uh, technically the last pick, it was a while ago now, but the last pick was mine. It was the Santa Claus. No, no, you were the Santa Claus. So then, wait a minute. Shouldn't it be my pick? I think we made this my pick, and I just I just sucked it up. Anyway, you can have the pick next week, because I think you've been tr dropping hints as to what it is, and I think that I know what it is, and so I'm dying to hear what it is, 
and, and confirm if I'm right or not. Um, because from my understanding, you're going outside the box a little bit for next week. I most certainly am. It is not a TV show. It is not a movie. It's Kids Bop 13. I fucking loved Kids Bop. It's That's What I Call Music 34. <laughs> that was my summer <laughs> anthem. That was like literally what I listened to um, every summer. It had Sweet Disposition by the Temper Trap. It had, um, um, I mean, it had, I just loved it. Anyways, that's what I call music 34. Um, anywho, no, it's not that. Although that is a great idea to just like make you sit and listen to an on loop fucking or like from start to finish like Kids Bob album. That would be kind of iconic. Um, great ideas for the future. It is not music related. It is a game. It is not a game where someone wins and loses. It is not a game where you compete. But it is a game. So it's it's one of two things. And I'm going to guess the one that I'm pretty sure that it isn't. And then I'll let you say the one that I'm pretty sure that it is. It is not Toontown. No, but that will be coming. I, I feel like, you know, to out myself here in a big way. Toontown isn't very nostalgic to me because I spent about a year and a half literally beating the game. Like three years ago. I guess I also just thought it's not going to be like Webkins. Well, you know what? I actually was going to do Webkins, and then I saw on TikTok that they literally just changed the entire website, like literally like this month. And I'm devastated because like I would go on Webkins like usually like once a year I'd get the itch. And um, they made it so that you didn't have to have an animal to create a new account. Um, RIP my original username, HippieHippo97. I actually did email Webkins and said like, please, I promise you I'm the owner of Hippie Hippo 97. Like, why would I lie about that? And they were like, I'm so sorry. Like, if you had emailed us, like, six months before, we would have still had your record, but, like, it expired. And I was like, wow, that sucks. So, anyways, I, I would go on Webkins, like, once a year, usually, and check in on it. Um, but now it's not nostalgic anymore because it totally freaking changed. R.I.P. So then it is what I think it is, and that thing is... Club Penguin. What did you just say? Like, we're going to the club. Like, Club Penguin. <laughs> yeah, like, going to the... club? Yeah. Like, okay. I'm a... Never mind, I was going to say something really messed up. Okay. I'm going to pop my p at the club. <laughs> club stop you. <laughs> um... Anywho, yes, we are doing Club Penguin. Um, I wanted to go out of the box for this because, one, I wanted to switch it up. But, two, I am going for longest episode ever, okay? So grab your laptops, play with us. You know that you're going to be in the hottest town in Club Penguin, which is the Blizzard World. And we're going to party. We're going to hit the club. Is Club Penguin still up? Okay, so I guess you don't know about this like whole whole shebang. Okay, well, well, let me give you the recap quickly. Um, similar to Toontown, which used to be a paid subscription that I like paid for as a kid. Like, I don't think you could play a free version, or if you could, you had like seriously limited things that you could do. Like Club Penguin, you had full access; you just couldn't like buy shit. Toontown, I think, was like basically beta unless you paid, which I did. Um, a couple years ago, um, beautiful, amazing angels. I want to smooch them all on the lips took these games and made them free and um, completely 
user-friendly to anyone, uh, and they're called Rewritten. So Toontown is Toontown Rewritten. It's just, like, basically a re-uploaded g- – I don't know how it really works, but it's, like, a re-uploaded game with no constraints in terms of a paywall. Uh, same with Club Penguin. It's Club Penguin Rewritten, and it's totally open, but you don't have to pay for membership anymore um, because the actual, like, franchise itself is gone. Um, and so – now you can just go and you can play and you can hit the club and you can uh, uh, have a great dandy old time. And I am so excited because, first of all, did you have enough money to pay for a membership? Okay. <laughs> Number one, why did you say it like, like that's so fucked up? I'm just saying, like, I was a member holder for like three years. I don't know. I was too. I want to. I want to tell you about it next week because this is okay. A white episode, but okay. I, I I'm just saying I can't be hanging out with poor uggos. I have a. I have a story that I'll tell you next week regarding my <laughs> about how you want to like how you want to like help a child in need with a club penguin membership. <laughs> Do you think I was a dick? I'm just kidding. I am just completely making up a narrative because there is there was definitely and like I was I I am just joking like yes I I was fortunate enough to have like a membership every year that I wanted to play but I'm just saying like there was a like people would think that they were better than you if you didn't like they would be like oh you want to play Club Penguin tonight what does your penguin currently wear do they have hair because if they didn't that means you're not a member and like I can't be seen with you. You don't know what the word bashful means, and you still don't know. I looked it up. It means timid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anywho, all I can say is Tay Tay three three five three is coming at you. <laughs> okay, we will see you then, folks. See you then. No, we got a whole pitch to, we got to do it. I was gonna say, are you just skipping it? Okay, I'll roll with it. No, you. Um, you do it this time. All right. Well. Um. You are probably listening this listening to this episode on the platform of your choice. Thank you so much. If you are on Apple Podcasts or you are on Spotify, please rate us five stars and leave us a nice comment. We love to hear your feedback. If you do not want to give us five stars, just maybe don't bother doing anything at all. Uh, that's okay. Just close out. Not everything's for you. This doesn't need to be either. Um, you can also, if you like our content, head over to FeaturePresentationVideo.com. That is where every single thing that we do is held for free no paywall um we have wonderful uh newsletters that go out we patrick does one called cut the cord um where you can get rid of all of your expensive streaming services and opt for some free ones or just add those to your normal rotation of streaming services um i am writing a new column on the website called taylor watches rom-coms where i revisit and watch new rom-coms um which i'm having a lot of fun with i just put out my second article a couple weeks ago we do all sorts of fun things, but all of those things are on FeaturePresentationVideo.com. Uh, in addition to this podcast that you're listening to right now, we also have the Vince Vaughnathon, and that is where we are watching, and are almost done watching, every single Vince Vaughn movie. So please follow us along for our finale tour of the Vince Vaughnathon. We have an episode on Arkansas coming to you soon. You can also listen to our flagship podcast, the Feature Presentation Video Podcast. We just had an episode come out where we talked about our favorite movies of the year. Um, That is not as much of a regular occurring podcast, but we like to talk on there when something strikes our fancy. So follow along on FeaturePresentationVideo.com to keep up with us. You can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone, and you can find me on Twitter at Mailer Talone. You can find me on Webkins at HippieHippo97, and you can find me on Clear Penguin as Tay Tay3353. 
I'm at Patrick J. Regal everywhere you find people online. Except for Club Penguin. What was your Club Penguin username? Um, OMAP. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. You can email me in my very first email address, Winged Dragon Warrior <laughs> at Cox. <laughs> you can email me at Softball Singer at Cox. <laughs> I actually, I spelled it wrong, so it was, like, softball, like, like, sinner or something. Like, I, like, definitely spelled it wrong, I think. Softball singer at Cox.net. Combination of different Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> we all had some, 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 uh, interesting, um, I actually, I can't. You still have <laughs> Yeah, I still have a questionable email because I did not know the meaning of multiple X's. We don't need to get into it. So I can't even say my, like, actual first, um, I'm saying softball singer because, one, because it's funny, but, two, because I can't say my other one because it's too close to my current one because I kept with the trend very, um, bashfully. <laughs> anyway, uh, now we can say goodbye. Next week, Club Penguin. We will see you guys then. See you then. <laughs>